for our message today to be brought to us by Mr. Barnabas Grayson. What is the good news? Good afternoon, everyone. Did uh, anyone bring any good news this afternoon? Usually the news we see, that we see daily, is not good news. If we watch the TV a lot or hear about it on the radio or somebody talking about uh, news of the day, we don't usually hear a lot of good news. But we know that there is good news in our life, but it's in the offing. But even today, when we find blessings and healings in our life, you know, for us, that's good news. And so I want to talk about, uh, in the time that I have here, what is the good news? And so there are a lot of things that can make up the good news for us. And, uh, oh, I forgot to pass out your outline. Oh. <coughs> they're not up here. They're, I think Carolyn, yeah, they're under the chair. Thank you. But, you know, we hear of wildfires. We hear of uh, the uh, wildfire there in Maui, in Hawaii, that's causing evacuations and devastation all over the place. And some people were, as reported, were having to jump into the uh, uh, ocean in order to escape the flames that, that was facing them. We also hear about floods and earthquakes and shootings and famines and disease and other things of that sort. So there's a lot of good news, but it's hidden amongst the bad news. But we'll look at the good news. When John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And we know that when we see sin, this statement here, the sins of the world, this is the cause of the bad news that we hear and see happening. Now, after he was baptized in the Jordan, the Spirit of God descended upon him, and the Spirit filled him, and it moved him to take on and, uh, and defeat the God of this world, who is Satan the devil, who is uh, the deceiver of this world. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. Start with verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, when those days were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, in that weakened state, in that state where he could possibly get one last chance to tempt Jesus to the other side. He said, if you be the son of God, command that this stone be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And this we learned, you know, during the days of unleavened bread. And Jesus, and now this is not uh, 
what he said there, is this not speaking to us today? I think the meaning is the same, that we shall not live just by bread, the physical necessities alone, but by every word of God. So the devil in verse 5, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, in a moment of time. So we may picture maybe a panoramic view of all these kingdoms that were presented somehow, some projected somehow perhaps in a vision before him so that he could see everything that he might be passing up, these kingdoms from the past and the present, and Satan showed these to him. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give you, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. It was his to give. To whomsoever, whomsoever I will, I give it. So all these places that the devil had in his power to, uh, to give, if you therefore will worship me, all shall be yours. It will be yours, he said. Come over, you know, come over to the dark side, to borrow that exp uh, expression from, from Star Wars. Now, this word worship is a word that literally means to bend the knee, to bend the knee to. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get you behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you so you won't get hurt, you won't break a leg or a bone. And in their hands they shall bear you up, these angels, lest at any time you dash your foot even against a stone. So you remember when Jesus was being arrested that uh, Peter drew out his sword and uh, cut the ear off of one of those who were there to arrest him. And Jesus said for him to put it away. Do not, do not you believe that I can pray to the Father and he will give me 12 legions of angels? at this moment, at this present. So, uh, according to one uh, interpreter, one legion amounts to 6,000 angels. And multiply that times 12, and you have thousands upon thousands of angels. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that in my mind. Is that 72,000? And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, You shall not tempt the Lord, your God, so Jesus was quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season, for a, little, for a while. And so we know that these 40 days that he spent in the wilderness undergoing temptation, it was like the wanderings of Israel in, in the wilderness when they faced all kinds of temptation. But here Jesus qualified to become our Savior, our Messiah. Verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him. People heard about him through all the region round about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. So at the beginning, yeah, he was uh, 
people uh, like him. They like to hear his word. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And you know that is our custom also. And he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah, uh, whose name is, uh, means Yahweh is salvation. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to. He has sent me to, what, heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovering of sight to the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. As we look at these things, you know, we can apply these physically, that Christ was able to do miracles in those areas, but also it means spiritually to deliver uh, uh, the captive from whatever it is that bonds them, binds them to something that is not good. But in verse 19, this is, he, he stopped here without reading the next lines about God's vengeance, where in Isaiah, where Isaiah said, in, we go to Isaiah uh, 61, where he, uh, he said in verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all that mourn, to comfort all that mourn. You know, we have mourn sometimes. We have sorrow sometimes. But we know where our comfort comes from. And to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So Jesus was anointed to bring this good news, this good news or the gospel of salvation and the promise of restoration that is to come and to look at all these things that humanity is suffering, even as we suffer sometimes today. And as verse 4, the next uh, verse says, that they is going to come a time and they shall build the ancient ruins. And so verse 20 of Luke 4, he closed the book that he was reading from, and he gave it again to the minister, and he sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears, in your hearing. So here Jesus was proclaiming to be the Messiah who could bring the promised kingdom of God and the good news that he wanted the hearers to hear. Verse 22, And all bear him witness, and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth, and they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. But he said to them, You will no doubt quote this proverb, 
this thing that, I, that we just saw. Physician, heal yourself. So he knew that they were going to ask, uh, tell him to do this. And whatever miracles were done in Capernaum, do here in your hometown of Galilee as well. Verse 24, but he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias. There were a lot of widows in the days of Elias. And when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. So there were these widows who were having to endure this period of what apparently was a drought, and there was a famine throughout the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, except for uh, this Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And he said to them, Remember how Elijah the prophet used a miracle to help the widow of Zarephath, a foreigner from the land of Sidon, and there were many Jewish widows needing help in those days of famine, for there had been no rain for three and a half years, and hunger stalked the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to them. And so many of these read about lepers here. Verse 27, there were lepers in Israel in the time of Elysius, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath. Why? Because it was Jesus' mention of Gentiles rather than Jews having God's blessing, and this infuriated them. And it meant that the gospel would also go to the Gentiles. But they rose up, and they thrust him out of the city, and led him unto the brow of the hill where whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. And it's, verse 30 is like a fascinating uh, uh, statement to me. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. He walked right through the crowd, passing through their midst, apparently unnoticed. A miracle in itself. And so these Jewish hearers that had heard him talking, speaking, eventually they proved unworthy of, of God's blessing. But Jesus there began preaching good news that meant salvation not only to the Gentiles, but also to the Jews when it would come time. And they noticed that he taught with authority, that he did miracles, and so this news about his uh, preaching spread, but also persecution followed Christ. So in our world today, good news is hard to find. There are bad things happening, and we also experience them ourselves in, in various ways. But we have good news at our disposal right here in, you know, in, in the, the Bible that we have. Now back to verse 18, back in Luke chapter 4. He said, this, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, 
and to comfort all that mourn. And verse 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. I'm reading uh, what we uh, read earlier. To give unto them beauty for ashes. Now, you know, we study and think about that. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. And planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. So the things that we face in our human existence, the tears that we might have, the pains that we might have in our heart, the heartbreaks, the discomforts that we feel from time to time, that we have the good news that Jesus is our advocate, that he is our savior, that he understands, and he is there. And so this is a salvation that Christ brought, the good news that he brought that is meant for all of mankind. In Acts 10, 40, verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 45, uh, this is when Peter was, uh, went to Cornelius. He was of the Italian band. Uh, they were Gentiles. And the Jews that came with Peter, they were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit would, was given to the Gentiles also. Verse 45, verse 46 and 47, but there could be no doubt about it, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God, and Peter asked, can anyone object to my baptizing them now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? For as, and now over to Acts chapter 11, next chapter, verse 17. For as much then as God gave them the light gift, as he did unto us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then has God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. So the gospel that began with God and preached by Jesus Christ was a message given to the disciples to carry on, to keep on uh, preaching uh, that gospel. And so many were set apart for, unto the gospel of God. Just like the Apostle Paul was, was commissioned to peach, preach Christ and the good news of salvation to the Gentiles. In Romans 1, we read, verse 1, that Paul, you know, he, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. He was set apart to preach the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So the scriptures that they were reading at that time, you know, was the Old Testament, but this was where the foundation of the gospel of God was preached for our time today. And it is this gospel of God that Paul said, he said, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In Matthew 3, you know, we read where John the Baptist came uh, preaching also repentance because he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew chapter 4, this, this is uh, just like the, uh, uh, 
one we read earlier where Christ came preaching. But here in verse 16, it was at a time when the pe people sat in darkness and saw a great light. And to them which sat in the region in the shadow of death, of death light is sprung up. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so we know that as he went along, he, uh, the Sea of Galilee, there were two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And so straightway they left their nets and followed him. And the message that they were carrying was to repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 24, beginning verse 3, As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming, and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars, rumors of wars, but see that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes and different places just like today. But he said all these are the beginning of sorrows. They were happening in his time and before his time and have happened along the way to our time today. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And so this passage of prophecy came true for those disciples that were uh, under Christ at that time. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity, that's lawlessness, shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So all of these, this iniquity that's uh, happening it takes a lot of faith and hope to endure uh, those things because it's, uh, it will be going into the end of time or the last days that this endurance is going to build patience in us and it's going to uh, give us stronger hope for what is to come as far as the gospel that uh, is promised to us. And we read verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. There's been a question asked, uh, did Jesus come to the earth on like a soul-winning crusade to save everyone now? Jesus lived 33 years, and three and a half years was spent preaching the gospel of uh, the kingdom and repentance, and then he was slain, bled and died three days and three nights in the grave 
And then he was resurrected, and he is now at the right hand of the, of the Father, keeping watch and, and also helping those who are called to be faithful and believe in him no matter their circumstances. So today, the world is facing many threats, many evils, many things that uh, just bring bad news to us. And we know that Jesus picked 12 apostles whose messages are here in the Bible. But we also remember that after these things, that the Lord appointed 70 also, other 70 also. And he sent them two and two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come, preparing the way for the gospel to be preached amidst them. Verse 2, Therefore said he unto them, that the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. And he said to them, Go your way. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. And so these were chosen men, and being sent as lambs among wolves, sometimes even in our own families or in our own neighborhood, in our own city, there are people that won't accept what you say about the truth of, of the Lord. And looking out across our nation, there, there are so many differences in ideas and philosophies about religion that some don't want to listen. But down through time, from the days of Christ, Many have preached the gospel uh, far and wide. Some not perfectly, some not truthfully, but seeds were planted, some good, some bad. <coughs> but the gospel was to be proclaimed to all people. It's quoting from uh, Mark 16. Uh, Jesus said unto them, his disciples, to go you into all the world and preach the gospel unto every one. So, Romans 15 now. And he said in verse 20, to not preach just in one place. The Apostle Paul, he said, so I have strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation, or in other words, uh, but all the while his, his ambition has been to go still farther preaching where the name of Christ has never yet been heard rather than uh, a church that has already been you know, started by someone else. And his feeling was that, that woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel and speak boldly, as he said in Ephesians. So as time goes by and we, and we live long enough, we know this, that evildoers shall wax worse and worse, and that the love of many will wax cold, and that perils shall abound, and that there will come a famine of the word, that is, a word of hearing, the word of the truth of God. Amos chapter 8, where this prophet said, verse 11, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread or food, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing 
the words of the Lord. That's because many will not want to listen or hear anything from the Bible and what it says uh, and warns about things that are happening today. Verse 12, And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the Lord, uh, uh, the word of the Lord, and they shall not find it. So, when there is no explanation of why things, bad things are happening, why there is no good news around them, in their grief, they will try to seek a word from the eternal to hear what he has to say, but his voice will not be heard. Verse 12, And they shall wander from sea to sea, from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Interesting how that might uh, come about. But in that day shall the fair virgins and young men faint for thirst. These young, strong, healthy people. Now, Amos at that time saw a wicked society and all might seem lost. But the word of God promises good news for us. And it's a message that is directed to the faithful and believers in the word, in the world, in, uh, in the word. So in this world, there is much bad news, and there will come a time of judgment on the whole world and on Satan because he's the one who deceives the whole world. Malachi 3, this pro uh, prophecy, he, uh, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant when you delight in, whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? Who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. I don't know uh, uh, what fuller's soap is. I didn't uh, look that up, but I recall I probably told you this one time uh, when I was a uh, kid in grade school. I used to go up to the football field to watch uh, the uh, football players practice. And the coach saw me and he said, yeah, would you go down to the store and get us some soap? And uh, <coughs> these guys were all, uh, they apparently had no soap and so the practice was about to be over and the store was just a, just a little hop, skip and jump from the football field. And I looked around the shelves there in, at Jones Grocery and, and I saw on there a uh, package of red uh, paper and on it it said lava lava soap and lava had all that pumice in it little grit and things and so I was really happy brought it back to the coach and uh, the van uh, manager put it in in the showers and so I was really proud to see those guys are going to get a shower with soap that I bought them and <laughs> I heard them complaining, who bought this soap? And they were just screaming and hollering. I silently slinked away. But fuller soap, I would say, is something that is really going to scrub you up good. He shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver 
and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years. So the good news is that there will be a restoration of all things. Peace will come. Comfort will come. And I will come near to you in judgment, to judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, adulterers, false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Isaiah 55, verse 6 says, To seek the Lord while he may be found. Call you upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he shall abundantless, well, I lost my place. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the righteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. In Matthew 13, we read about the parable of the sower. But in Matthew uh, 22, Jesus spoke by parables. And he likened the kingdom of heaven unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son. And we read later on that, that many are called, but few are chosen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, speaking to us, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to us. For you see your calling, brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised has God chosen. Yea, and things which are not, to bring to nothing things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. Jesus said, I probably skipped ahead, Brian. But in Matthew 11, verse 27, Jesus said, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knows the Son but the Father, neither knows any man the Father except the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And he said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am weak and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, unto your souls. So this is good news in the light of today's bad news that's happening throughout the world. As people of God, we know not to slack up, but to be on guard, praying and, and watching, and not get caught up in the world. Instead, to be overcoming the world and changing and 
being committed to our calling to the gospel. As Satan tempted Christ, Satan will try to tempt us to give in and give up, and we will all have trials that could do that if, we're, if we don't draw near to our Lord and our Savior. Hebrews 13, verse 5, And let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with uh, such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. In conclusion, drop down to Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 2. It says that we are bound to give thanks all way to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning, beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast, and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. So we see that the obtaining of glory of our Lord Jesus Christ is the good news that Jesus Christ has set before us. <laughs>